Welcome to Parents' Rights Now. I'm Suzanne Gallagher. This is part six of our series, Social Emotional Learning. Topic, No Scientific Proof. I am sharing with you a white paper that was published in March of 2019 titled K-12 Education as the New Age Nanny State by Karen Ephraim, MD, and Jane Robbins, JD. A link to their document is provided in our podcast notes. Thank you for using this resource to learn more about social-emotional learning. We are about, oh, two-thirds into our journey. There is so much more information below the surface. The topic covered in this episode is lack of scientific and research support for SEL. Castle, the commission, and other SEL proponents consistently point to a large research base for expanding SEL standards and curricula in the United States. A commonly cited piece of research is a meta-analysis by Durlach and colleagues of 213 school-based universal SEL programs involving 270,034 kindergarten through high school students. Based on their review, the Durlach researchers reported the following results. Compared to controls, SEL participants demonstrated significantly improved social and emotional skills, attitudes, and behavior, and academic performance that reflected an 11 percentile point gain in achievement. The researchers concluded the findings add to the growing empirical evidence regarding the positive impact of SEL programs. Policymakers, educators, and the public can contribute to healthy development of children by supporting the incorporation of evidence-based SEL programming into standard educational practice. However, the Durlach meta-analysis admitted several limitations. These limitations, as well as two studies cited in the review, undermine the Durlach conclusions. Listen to the limitations. Only 16% of the studies collected information on academic achievement at post-intervention, and only 32% assessed skills as an outcome. Because there is no standardized approach in measuring social and emotional skills, there is a need for theory-driven research that not only aids in the accurate measurement of various skills, but also identifies how different skills are related. Lastly, more rigorous research on the presumed mediational role of SEL skill development, only a few studies tested and found a temporal relationship between skill enhancement and other positive outcomes. In addition, 56% of the studies analyzed were interventions for elementary students, 31% were for middle school students, and only 13% were for high school students. With over half of the studies based on elementary students, it's difficult to know if the interpretations for the youngest age group are developmentally appropriate for older children and adolescents. One of the studies listed in the Durlach Review actually contradicts the conclusions of that meta-analysis. A study by Greg Duncan and an international group of researchers which questioned the extent to which promoting 
children's social and emotional skills will actually improve their behavioral and academic outcomes, contains the longitudinal follow-up data omitted by the Durlach analysis. Across all six studies, the strongest predictors of later achievement are school entry math, reading, and attention skills. A meta-analysis of the results show that early math skills have the greatest predictive power, followed by reading and then attention skills. By contrast, measures of socio-emotional behaviors, including internalizing and externalizing problems and social skills, were generally insignificant predictors of later academic performance even among children with relatively high levels of problem behavior. The other studies cited by Durlach reached similar conclusions, saying, quote, that most intervention programs were not specifically designed to change emotional intelligence, or EI. A very few systemic interventions meet the canons of internal and external validity. Consequently, little objective evidence attesting to the useful role of EI as a predictor of school success and adjustment exists beyond that predicted by intelligence and personality factors. Another group of researchers performed two major meta-analyses that examined the effect of manipulating mindsets, such as the growth mindset, on academic performance. Associated most strongly with Professor Carol Dweck and touted by SEL proponents, the growth mindset posits that a student who believes his intelligence can grow will outperform one who believes his intelligence is fixed. Does the research bear this out? One of the meta-analysis researchers summarized the findings this way. Our results show that the academic benefits of growth mindset interventions have been largely overstated. There was little to no effect of mindset interventions on academic achievement for typical students or for other groups who some have claimed benefit substantially from these interventions. Some experts in the behavioral sciences have expressed significant skepticism about the effectiveness of SEL, especially because of the subjectivity inherent in the concept. As recently as 2017, Professor Clark McNown, an associate professor of behavioral sciences at the Rush Medical Center, who, by the way, is funded by IES and president of a company that markets his own SEL assessment program, said in the joint Princeton Bookings Institute journal, the future of children to create SEL standards and assesses progress toward those standards presupposes that we agree about what SEL is. Yet neither researchers nor practitioners nor policymakers have come to such consensus. Even his financial interest in the expansion of SEL could not overcome McNown's recognition of the problems surrounding it. 
The press release for a study in this Princeton Brookings Journal issue contains more evidence from a researcher about the lack of scientific underpinnings for SEL. Quote, we know these skills are essential for children, but there's still a lot we don't know about ways to enhance them, said Megan McClellan and Catherine E. Smith, Healthy Children and Families Professor in Human Development and Family Sciences in OSU's College of Public Health and Human Services. The results to date have been mixed. We don't know what the key ingredients are here, added McClellan, the paper's lead author, but we do have enough evidence to know we need to keep doing this work, unquote. The word that comes to my mind is guinea pig. The authors of the journal article described in the press release admitted that even after preschool, SEL standards have been in place in most states for at least a decade. There is no evidence of cost effectiveness. Quote, are early childhood SEL interventions cost effective? The short answer to that is it's too soon to be sure, unquote. This study attempted to put a positive spin on the idea that SEL skills are important for academic achievement, starting in preschool. However, the studies cited on this page, especially the Duncan study, contradict that view. An interim brain science report and the final report from the commission continue to promote questionable brain science to support having public schools corporations or private foundations set norms for and assess the values, attitudes, beliefs, and emotions of students from cradle to career. A scientific number of studies and papers, however, expose the faulty research underlying many of the neuroscience, genetics, and academic achievement claims in those commission reports. Most importantly, Controversy swirls around the significance of eye-catching colored brain images from functional magnetic resonance imaging, or MRI, which the commission's brain science report uses as proof that, quote, emotions are crucial to thinking and meaning-making, unquote. I'm sorry, what is meaning-making? Okay, moving on. While this may be true in a universal sense, there is no solid link between the colored images and the conclusions reached in the report. In fact, Swedish scientists published a 2016 article in the Proceedings of the National Academics of Science showing that a 15-year-old software bug used in the interpretation of fMRI created, quote, false positives, suggesting brain activity where there is none up to 70% of the time, unquote. Rendering the results of up to 40,000 studies invalid. 40,000 studies. The graphics for the commission's paper's figures were taken from studies published in 2004 and 2009. During the 15-year period, this software glitch was in place. Computer glitches are only one problem with psychological research. According to a 2015 study published in the journal Science, only 39 out of 100 studies published in three leading psychology journals could be replicated. 
this replication crisis obviously casts doubt on psychological research in general and therefore potentially on the validity of many of the 242 references cited in the Commission SEL and Brain Science report. A similar reproductibility problem has been found for genetic studies, which are also a key part of the Commission Brain Science Report. As experts in neuroscientific genetics have admitted, quote, it is no secret that our field has published thousands of candidate gene association studies, but few replicated findings, unquote. Given that genetic research has yielded little clinically useful information, even about physical diseases, there is substantial doubt whether it should be trusted for mental illness and SEL. Psychiatry. The branch of medicine dealing with social, emotional health and illness admittedly lacks an objective, tangible, scientific basis for its diagnoses and treatments, even when administered by highly educated and trained professionals. For instance, Dr. Dilip Jesty, then president of the American Psychiatric Association, said of psychiatric diagnosis upon publication of the most recent version of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual in 2012, quote, at present, most psychiatric disorders lack validated diagnostic biomarkers. And although considerable advances are being made in the arena of neurobiology, psychiatric diagnoses are still mostly based on clinician assessment, unquote. The next year, Dr. Stephen Hyman, former director of the National Institutes for Mental Health, said about psychiatric treatment, quote, the underlying science remains immature, unquote. This uncertainty surrounding the diagnosis of treatment of mental or emotional problems, even by highly trained psychiatrists and physicians, suggests significant problems with having lesser trained or even untrained personnel delve into and act upon such issues with school students. The final commission report wants to, quote, forge closer connections between research and practice, unquote. However, given the lack of consensus among researchers about how to define SEL and the fragmented and contradictory state of SEL research as shown in these examples, the wisdom of this idea is in doubt. The same Princeton Brookings Journal issue also concedes a major divergence in opinion about whether SEL skills and attributes should be taught in schools. The recent expansion in popular interest in SEL coexists with what might best be clearly a healthy skepticism about teaching social and emotional skills in schools. Despite considerable research suggesting that SEL is a vital component of academic achievement and later success in life, various stakeholders hold divergent and even incompatible views as to how or even whether SEL skills should be explicitly taught in schools. To further complicate matters, the existing evidence is somewhat conflicting. 
Some studies find that interventions designed to teach and support LCL skills have positive effects, and others don't. Some students seem to benefit more than others. Major education thought leaders are expressing similar skepticism. One is SEL proponent Peter DeWitt, who notes, quote, SEL is one area where some educators and leaders are saying, enough is enough, unquote. And he asks, quote, do I expect too much from schools? Do I expect a balance between SEL and academic learning that cannot possibly be accomplished, unquote? Untroubled by these cautions and concerns, the commission, in its final report, recommended ensuring educators develop expertise in child development and in the science of learning. This will require major changes in educator preparation and in ongoing professional support for the social and emotional learning of teachers and all other adults who work with young people. Research about SEL in action, especially in preschool and the early grades, suggests that the concept is better in theory than in practice. Even though SEL standards have been part of the Head Start program since at least 2003, research about both Head Start and state preschool programs show that children involved in them experience a decline in desired SEL status, even based on the subjective standards and assessments currently available. For example, the large, well-controlled 2010 Head Start study found that for, quote, teacher reports of children's behavior, children in the Head Start group demonstrated moderate evidence of more socially reticent behavior, such as being shy and hesitant, as reported by teachers, and there is suggested evidence of more problematic student-teacher interactions. The 2012 follow-up to this study found that for children in the four-year-old cohort, there were no observed SEL impacts through the end of kindergarten, but favorable impacts reported by parents and unfavorable impacts reported by teachers emerged at the end of first and third grades. Additionally, as far back as 1991, research found that participants in SEL-saturated Head Start had lower mean scores in communications, daily living skills, and social skills domain, and the total adaptive behavior score. No study of Head Start has found sustained cognitive gains for participants through third grade, which contradicts the claim of SEL proponents that SEL, a key focus of Head Start programs, improves academic outcomes. Additionally, a 2015 study comparing children who participated in the Tennessee Voluntary Pre-Kindergarten Program versus those who did not attend a preschool program found that, quote, first-grade teachers rated the Tennessee Voluntary Pre-Kindergarten children as less well-prepared for school, having poorer work skills in the classrooms, and feeling more negative about school. Unquote. As this discussion shows, the certitude with which proponents, especially Casel and the Commission, express their faith in the efficacy of SEL may be based less on science and rigorous research than on their own hopes about what ought to work.
and perhaps their own financial interest in the outcome as well. After learning these findings, I am furious about the blatant mismanagement of resources and funding wasted on SEL, beginning with the Clinton administration. This has to be stopped at the federal level, where all the grant money is allocated every single year to educators and curriculum engineers for the purpose of manipulating our children's personalities. Our children are no less than psychological guinea pigs for these so-called researchers. We must call a halt to it in our local schools. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and this is Parents' Rights Now. Please forward this to your friends. Do you know any parents who don't have any time to read lengthy emails? That's what the podcast is for. You have complete control over your access to this information. And you can share it. Share, share, share. Please send it to your friends and invite them to subscribe to Parents' Rights Now. Don't forget to register for the Northwest Safe Schools Summit. Featuring Walt Heyer, Heidi St. John, Bernadette Broyles Esquire, and Rebecca Friedrichs. Check out events on our website. Parents' Rights in Education is a tax-deductible, non-profit organization. We rely solely on your contributions. Help stop sexualization of our students in public schools. Together, we can do this. See you next time to learn more about parents' rights now.